Thank you for joining us on the Desert Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that you encounter God through this message. Now let's join our youth pastor, Sam Harris, for an inspiring message. Awesome. Hey, you may take your seats, but before you do, give three fist bumps and two high fives uh, around you and then take your seat. And if you're really close to the person, you can give them a headbutt. How you doing tonight? Awesome. Hey, you are a noisy bunch when Pastor Jamie was talking, so I'm expecting the same over the next little while with you, okay? All right. Hey, if you haven't met, if I haven't met you before and you haven't met me, generally, you know, both things happen. Um, I'd love to say hi to you after tonight's service. I love our Sunday night services. They're an awesome time to connect. And afterwards, there's always hot food and goodies, unhealthy food, I mean, healthy food. Um, for us to eat and hang out together. And so after the service tonight, if we haven't met, please come and say hi to me. I'd love to meet you, hear more of your story, uh, and tell you what's going on and the awesome things that are going on here at Desert Life Church. I'm so stoked to be sharing tonight. We as a church have been in a series over the month of March called God, Money, and Me. And uh, we've been watching on our Sunday morning services, we've been watching uh, Paul DeYoung, who writes the book, God, Money, and Me. He's been sharing around that book and what God has spoken through uh, the making of that book, as well as uh, what scripture says about finances. And uh, we concluded our video series this morning. And so as such, we're going to conclude uh, talking about that on our Sunday PM services. And we are going to be over the next uh, couple of weeks, actually really uh, our theme for Sunday PM services is to encounter God. We want to encounter God in in awesome ways. And so we're going to do just that. Uh, We're going to be seeking God in our Sunday PM services. And I'm excited uh, because this is really how I came to faith. It was in a service just like this. In fact, it was at this church, really, uh, where I really encountered God and uh, changed my life forever. And uh, so I'm excited to be sharing the word tonight. Are you excited? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. If you brought your Bibles tonight, and I know all of the you know, really spiritual Christians did, so why don't you grab those out and flick. And if it's okay, if it's with a phone, Pastor Ben was saying this morning, it's good to have a paper Bible. And I agree, but I use my phone a lot too. So by whatever means you read the Bible, why don't you whip it out and turn to the first book in the New Testament, the book of Matthew and chapter 11. We're going to read just a couple verses in this chapter, and then we're going to have a chat. And then at the end of tonight's service, uh, we're going to pray for a couple different groups of people. And so I want to encourage you right now over these next few moments, maybe uh, open up your heart a little bit. Maybe put up your spiritual antenna, as Pastor Ben says. Open up your heart and be ready to receive what God is going to speak to you. Not what I'm going to speak to you, but what God is going to speak to you tonight. Matthew 11. And we're going to start reading from verse 28. If you didn't bring a Bible tonight, it's going to go up on the screens and you can read it from there. And I am reading in the NIV translation. It says these words and it's Jesus talking. It says, come to me. Wow. All who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Next slide. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What an awesome 
little passage that we're going to unpack in in just a few moments. You know, we live in a crazy world, don't we? We live in a pretty crazy world at the moment. Uh, The world that we live in is desperately calling out for hope. Whether you're a Christian here tonight or you're not a Christian, the truth is the world is calling out for hope at every turn. Uh, Just uh, just two weeks ago, roughly, our, our, uh, I'm allowed to say this because I'm a permanent resident, our brothers and sisters over in New Zealand, uh, there was a horrible massacre there. 50, 49 people were killed. Um, 49 Muslims were killed. Horrible massacre in New Zealand. In, uh, in Nigeria, just this past two weeks, hundreds of Christians are being persecuted and murdered. And even in our own backyard, in the Northern Territory, uh, at our last suicide prevention training as a staff, they talked about the statistics for suicide amongst youth in particular and men in the territory over every state in over every state and territory in Australia is just absorbently high. We live in a crazy world with some serious current events going on, and the world is desperately seeking hope. Am I right? Yeah. And we're frantically looking for hope whenever one of these burdens comes on our path, whenever we see it on the news, whenever it happens in our own life, we're frantically burdened by these things. You know, in the, in the series, God, Money, and Me, I found it one of the most surprising things, apart from the money side of things, but one of the most surprising uh, things that were talked about in God, Money, and Me was actually when Paul says in his first video, in fact, I think it's in the, um, it was in the ad, actually, he says it's crazy how much influence uh, the marketing world has in our lives. That uh, in the ad, it said that we are subject to uh, upwards of 5,000 marketing images per day. Uh, in our lives. We will see up to 5,000. Uh, Pastor Ben shared this morning, social science uh, at a minimum is saying 3,000 upwards to 8,000 uh, social uh, marketing images um, of products that we have available in this world. And uh, many of those products are actually focused at providing needs or uh, fulfilling hope in our lives. Does that make sense? It's uh, the world tries to offer us this hope through the products. And I, I have this little illustration here. Who here has ever heard of this up and coming company called Amazon? <laughs> yeah, Amazon? Who here shops at Amazon? Oh, come on, raise your hands. You're all, you're all, you're all good people who shop local. That's great for you. That's great for you. Hey, hey, I support, hey, I support, I must say I do support local. There are lots of business in the church. I do support local. But sometimes I dabble in a little bit of Amazon.com and not the Australian Amazon either. You guys are left behind like Twitter, but, uh, but the American Amazon is where it's at. And because my dad works at a special location that none of you guys know about, I get really free shipping that comes from Amazon. So uh, that's really great. Yeah, there we go. No, I will not. Amazon um, is one of the biggest companies actually in the world. And uh, when you, uh, somebody was telling me this week that uh, our phones are actually recording things that we say and creating ads on like social media and stuff, which is just crazy. Um, But you know, my computer and my phone is just littered with Amazon ads. Every time I say, oh, I really want this new like motorbike, Haley, um, you know, it pops up on my my social media feed and, and then I send the link over to her. You know, I, I, this week I wanted to test it. I was, uh, I, was, I was thinking on this concept about the amount of influence that marketing has in our, in our world and how many of these images we see. So I went on to Amazon um, to shop, I mean, to do this experiment, to look to see 
uh, exactly what kind of influence it has. And I was surprised, actually, at how influential Amazon is. Did you know in the Amazon USA that you can buy all of your groceries online and get them shipped directly to your house? Did you know that? No? So, so you can get, Pastor Ben, if you, if you check out his Instagram feed, he, he's having lobster tail and, and steaks for dinner on some nights and stuff like that. Pastor Ben, you can get lobster tail shipped directly to your door fresh at, on amazon.com in the States. It's crazy. You can get all, you know, you can get uh, groceries, you can get food. It's pretty crazy. Fresh produce. And, uh, and another, I was, so I was flicking through, I was looking at all these things, I was really surprised, and I, and I was looking through, uh, I, I decided to go to men's fashion, I wanted to check out men's fashion, so I went to men's fashion, and I opened it up, and basically, they've got a couple different areas, they've got like a sporting section, and a business section, and like really formal attire, and uh, I, w- I was looking at these different things, and I, you know, I like, I, I think I like fashion, you guys can be the judge, but uh, I, was, I was looking at all these different things, and... Um, I was looking at all these different things. Boy, shush you guys down here. I was looking at all these different things, this men's fashion, and, uh, and on one of the ones, it was the business one actually, uh, there, was a bunch of other, there was a bunch of other topics with pictures and stuff, but the business one is the one I noticed. It said, you, that was the one you, cl- you were supposed to click on if you wanted to look at business attire, and it says in the description, all the right clothing to make the best deal. That's what it said. All the right clothing to make the best deal. And I thought, wow, there is some marketing going on here that's providing hope, that's providing security, that's, that's uh, manipulating people or influencing people into purchasing this item in order for them to have success. It's a crazy world that we live in. And, and you know, it's around this topic of hope. I want to look at a psalm that David wrote. It's going to come up on the screen. If you want to follow along, it's Psalm 62, verses 5 to 7. And it says these words, Yes, my soul find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Look at the person next to you and say, My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. It's true that rest and hope only come from one person, that's God. One person, and that's God. Amen? Amen. Is that good? Is that good? All right. You're being a little bit quiet on me now. So it comes from one person, and that's God. It's only found in one place. You know, we live in this unique point in human history where we now have more resource than we've ever had, uh, ever, since the beginning of time. We now have more resource, we have more uh, self-help and step-by-step stuff than we've ever had. When When we talk on this discussion, remember before we read in Matthew, Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and all who are burdened. He's talking to people who want hope. And so in this world we live in today, when people are burdened or they're weary, they're searching for hope, they're searching for something, the first thing they do is they jump on YouTube and look up a DIY thing or, or they look up, how can I fix this problem? Maybe if they like books, they'll jump on Amazon. The Australian store is suitable now because they've got books on the Australian store. Congratulations, guys. Um, we've got lobster on ours, but you guys have, uh, you guys have books, so that's great. Um, they jump on Amazon and they type in self-help, whatever the, whatever the issue is, whatever, whatever the struggle is, the addiction, whatever the, the situation is, you can jump online and you can find a book that talks about any topic. 
I, um, I was reluctant to share this story, but I'm going to share it. It's a little bit embarrassing for me, so be nice to me, okay? It is, it is a little bit embarrassing for me. I, um, this is not the embarrassing part, by the way. I played baseball when I was living in the States, and when I moved over here, I was actually, I was playing at a, I mean, I was still in high school, but I was playing at a decent level there, and I was really pursuing to have a professional career. That was sort of, I, that was my trajectory. I was training for that. I was training uh, six days a week, training really hard, um, trying to be really great at baseball, and then we moved to Alice Springs, so all those hopes and dreams just flew out the window, <laughs> um, and now I'm serving God, which is even better, but... Um, but curveballs everywhere. But uh, I was playing baseball, and um, I, I was playing well. Like I, I, I had a good sort of you know career, high school career. I was playing pretty well. I was a good batter. My position was a catcher, so I stood behind home plate. You know, sit down behind home plate and catch the ball. If the ball goes on the ground, or if the pitcher throws a bad ball, it's my job to stop it. And I was pretty good at my job. But I began to develop this issue. Um, that some of you may have heard of before. It's known in other sports as well. It just looks different, but it's called the yips. Has anyone heard of the yips before? Give me a, give me a hand raise. I just, you know, it's, it's bright here. I can't see hand. Great. So there's a few people. It's called the yips. Who here doesn't know what the yips are? Hands up. No, it's... <laughs> Judy Koontz, escort him out, please. Stand up, Jacob. No, I, I began to suffer from this issue. How am I going to recover from this, Pastor Ben? <laughs> Have a good night, folks. Bless you. See ya. I, I began to struggle with this, uh, this issue called the yips. And now yips is found in other sports. And as I describe it, you may begin to understand it in the sport that you play. But basically what yips is, what the yips is, is it's a, a mental block. It's a mental blockage. Basically, while you're doing whatever you're doing, your sport or your whatever, um, you, it gets to your head and you begin to get so stressed out that basically you no longer can function as a normal human being and you just go limp. It's, it's not quite that dramatic. I'll explain. So when I would get, I, I'm a catcher, so I'd be standing behind home plate and I'd be calling like, oh, I need a curveball, this side, whatever. The pitcher would throw it. I would catch it. And then what a normal baseball player does is they take the ball out of the glove, go like this, and throw the ball. And that's the end of the story. But when you have the yips as a baseball player, what happens is, is the ball comes to you, you catch it, all good, and then you stand up to get ready to throw the ball, and you go, oh, what happens if I make a bad throw? Oh, what happens if my hair doesn't look good? Oh, what happens if this? What happens if that? And it, all of a sudden just like dozens of emotions come to you and you just get so exhausted in your brain and whatever. I don't know the science behind it, but all of a sudden you're just incapable of performing the act. And so the problem with me was I'd get the ball and I, and I, and I reach back and I get ready to throw it. And instead of throwing it to the picture, picture there at the sound desk, I'd throw it about 25 feet over his head into the outfield because I'm going to throw it really hard or I'll throw it straight at the ground or something. And I just went, my arm just goes limp. It's a ser- it's an actual thing. You can check it out. It happens in other sports too. Golf players really struggle from it. Um, that is a sport too, by the way. Um, golf, golf players struggle by it when it comes to putting and stuff like that. And it happens in other sports too. It's basically when your brain takes control and it's no longer a natural movement. You know, most of these movements that we do in sports, they're just natural things, kicking a ball, throwing a ball. It's natural. You don't even have to think about it. It's when you start to think about it that you have the yips and it starts to freak you out. The reason I'm saying this is because we live in a unique point of history now. 
where there is resource for everything, including the yips. You can jump online and check out um, resources about self-help, step-by-step, how do I get rid of the yips, or how do I get, get a hold of my mental health or something. And that's all great stuff. That is all great stuff. But I must say, when you are dealing with an issue that's of the spirit or an issue that you're struggling with in your life, the self-help stuff won't work if you don't have the source which is Jesus. The resource is great. You should uh, seek to, to grow personally. You, sh- you should seek personal development. One of, our, um, one of our streams here is flourish. One of our streams over here is grow. We use resource within those things to seek personal growth and personal development. However, we seek Jesus as the source, and he's number one above those things. Amen? Awesome. Jesus simply says... In Matthew eleven twenty eight verse 30, he simply offers himself as the universal solution to all of our burdens. He offers himself as the universal solution to all of our burdens. Matthew 38, 28, sorry, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30, if I can have it back up on the screen, just the first slide actually, verse 28, says these words, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. That phrase, come to me, interestingly enough, uh, in my... Um, in my study Bible, it actually discusses that this instance of Jesus saying, come to me, is the only time in this context Jesus actually extends an invitation by saying those exact words, come to me. You would see in scripture, Jesus calls out to Levi and says, come after me, come follow me. But he doesn't say to Levi, come to me. He says, come after me, come follow me. He says to the fishermen, come follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. But here, Jesus says, come to me. This occasion is different in scripture than when he says, come follow me to those people. This is a call of discipleship and it's a call of surrender. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened. You know, uh, when I think of this image, and you can actually leave that scripture on the screen there, Jacob. But when I, when I, when I first read this, I, I was reading it, I was having a look at it, and this image popped into my mind. You know, having a son, baby Judah, who's out the back, um, he's one and a bit years old now. I'm not exactly sure. We're not doing the months thing. We're just doing the one. We're doing the, just doing the years thing, which is cool. Um, he is now at daycare. He's doing, he's doing, we're not doing the, the months, days, minutes, seconds thing like some parents do. We're just doing the year. So um, he's now at daycare. And uh, each, each, uh, excuse me, each day, um, Haley and I make an effort to go and pick him up together. We, we, we were excited to get him out of my office, excited to get him out of the house and get him into daycare. We were looking forward to it. And I must say, now I can't wait to go and see Judah at the end of every day. At 4.30, Haley, I go pick up Haley and we go and pick up Judah at daycare. And when I read this scripture to begin with at the beginning of this week, I saw this picture in my head where... Um, uh, me and Haley go and we pick up Judah. And as, as we're going through the labyrinth of the daycare center with all their gates and child locks and stuff and Haley's opening doors because I can't open them, um, we finally get outside after 20 minutes of traversing through this very safe and secure area. We get outside and we stand at the door and we watch Judah walk around. He's a bit of a teacher's pet, so he's always with like the carers or something. He's walking around with the teachers. And, uh, and, and, and he's hanging out with his friends and he's making noise and stuff like that. And, um, 
Then he catches our attention, or he ca- we catch his attention. Then he sees us, and his, light, his eyes light up, and he comes running over to us. And this is the picture that I see when I read this scripture. Judah comes up to us, and he jumps in our arms, and he just puts all of himself on us. He does, he's not sitting up like this looking around. He just lays in and gives us a big hug. And I think at the end of a big day for Judah, he's weary, he's tired, and Just like this says here, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I just saw that picture with little baby Judah as we pick him up, and I just think that's so cool. 1 Peter 1, 5 to 7, my last scripture for tonight. It's going to come up on the screen, and I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. I love the Passion Translation. It really catches the heart of God, the way I think God would speak to us, the, the, the language that's used, the love that's used in it. I think it's so special. And it says these words. We're going to read to verse 7. It says, Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. Are we jumping, church? Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith, look at the person next to you and say, authentic faith. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, There's a comma there, so keep going. And honor when Jesus, the anointed one, is revealed. That word, that that phrase, authentic faith, is just an awesome phrase. I think the, uh, the Passion Translation really catches. You know, the truth is, as Christians, we are not exempt from trials and tribulations and burdens and, 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 and difficulties. Chuck that scripture back up there. I think it was, um, verse six, I think it was. Do, 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 do. 1 Peter 1, verse 6. Verse 5, 6. Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. You know, this is, this is uh, Peter writing this, and he says, uh, you still have to deal with trials sometimes. I'm sorry, church, but you do still have to deal with trials sometimes. The truth is, is you may be here today, and you're a Christian, or you're not a Christian. You may be wondering why life's going pretty hard. And the truth is, is it's because life is hard, and life is tough, and there are burdens in life. But... When we have the source, our life becomes that little bit easier because someone, and his name is Jesus, can come alongside us and can support us, give us rest amongst these challenges. Would you stand with me? We're going to close this service in just a few moments. I'm just going to have that scripture go up on screen again. Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus says these really awesome words, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. This is such a special scripture because it's Jesus here extending a personal invitation to you that's unconditional. It's an unconditional invitation, an invitation for you to respond by just simply approaching. He doesn't say, come to me, some who are holy. He doesn't say, come to me, some who have difficulty with the yips in baseball. He doesn't say, come to me, those who are good at singing. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. 
You know, I said before, we live in a world that is constantly seeking hope. We're constantly looking for hope. We're constantly looking for security. We're constantly looking uh, to be safe uh, in this world that we live in. And the truth is, is we can look everywhere we want to look. We can buy all the resource we want. We can read all of the books. We can watch all the YouTube videos. We can, we can pay for uh, scripture resources and, and Bible studies. We can do all of those things. But Jesus says here, come to me, all who are weary. And tonight, across this room, I don't know everybody here. I don't know what everyone's going through here. But I do know that we all carry heavy burdens sometimes and we're all weary sometimes. I wonder across this room if you would uh, bow your heads and close your eyes and I'm going to pray in just a moment and and I'm going to talk to a couple groups of people. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. For more information about Desert Life Church, go to desertlifechurch.org or check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day and remember, you belong here.